T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 930 WBEN. Good to be with you. Uh, we have made it to Friday. Jimmy Love is walking out of the building. I somehow feel neglected. The minute my mic comes on, Jimmy Love leaves. I also feel as though I let David Bellavia down. I Well, I, I, I was talking to the big boss man, and I didn't have a chance to get to by the microphone with David on the air. We enjoy our midfield handoffs uh, during the program, and uh, that is what it is. Um, a couple of days ago, I told you about the continuing efforts to make the Carnegie Hero Fund people aware of the heroism of Jay Withy, who saved 24 people from certain death during the blizzard of 22. And I uh, wanted to pass this along. The uh, Highmark uh, Buffalo Bills with Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, uh, Thurman Thomas, Patty Thomas, and Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York surprised Jay Withy, the blizzard hero, with two tickets to the Super Bowl because of his heroism displayed in saving all of those people. Now, I um, I can't think of anybody that uh, Jay might consider bringing to the Super Bowl with him. Uh, but, you know, let me just put that to some close personal thought and uh, get back uh, to him. <laughs> uh, somebody on Facebook yesterday said, uh, did, did anybody ever consider that maybe Jay doesn't want all the publicity? Um First of all, I've gotten to know Jay. We have been out. We have talked. Jay is very, very humble. Please understand, Jay is in the middle of a media frenzy. There are a lot of people. And when I say a lot of people, I mean, like, really big media people who want a piece of Jay and Jay's story. So, uh, basically... Uh, myself and somebody that really understands that business, um, we are making sure that Jay is all good and that you don't have to worry about anybody taking advantage of Jay. He's got good advice and counsel, and uh, you know he's just he's he's a great he's a great guy. He never did it for the publicity. And he is the same guy. He's the same guy now after all of these phone calls from all of these big shots as he was the first time we talked. He is a rock. He is immobile. Okay. 
Uh, he is, uh, well, his parents go to where? St. Andrews, uh, Roman Catholic Church. Jay's got a very good uh, spiritual and uh, godly foundation, so you don't have to worry about him. And just trust me on this, Jay is never going to do something that he doesn't want to do. Anything he's going to do is going to do is going to be because uh, he he wants it. So uh, you you can rest easily. Um, and you know he's just like I said, he's just he's a, a great young man, and I have a very good feeling that we're going to be hearing a lot more about the Jay Withy story as uh, months continue. And just a quick reference: you can go to the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, um, the Carnegie Hero Fund Commission. Right now, um, I think it's safe to say that they have enough information that they are uh, looking into. Uh, everything that Jay did, and one of the things that I know they want is they want to hear from more of the individuals rescued by Jay Withy. Uh, they've got a ton of information already, and uh, I, I just I just feel very very good about that situation uh, because uh, what he did was extraordinary, and at the same time I also feel bad. Because I know that there were other heroes out there. I know there are people listening to this show right now who took strangers into your home and celebrated Christmas with strangers uh, during the blizzard of 2022. I, I heard about the the barber who gave safe haven to all of those people. So I feel great about the Jay Withy story, but I also wish that I was able to tell more stories of more people who did heroic things during the blizzard. And if uh, you know of any of those stories, don't ever hesitate to send me an email, tom at wben.com, tom at wben.com, and uh, we'd like to recognize additional folks who uh, went above and beyond the call. You know, the story, do you remember the story of uh, the gentleman who called in and his daughter lives around Goodrich Road in Clarence, and for some reason during the storm, GPS was sending people for, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but was sending people to the Goodrich Road area of Clarence and a whole bunch of people following GPS, they all got stranded. And this one young lady took in people from Mexico. I don't mean Mexico, New York. I mean the nation of Mexico and other places. I think one of the guys was originally from India. I'm not 100% on that, but people like you who you probably don't even want, you know, you shy away from publicity because all you did was put people up for the night. I personally think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, I think that's a that's pretty awesome that you that you did that. But the Goodrich Road lady, I, I wish that she uh, I think her dad is a regular listener to the show. I wish that she would reach out to me, and we don't even have to give her last name if she doesn't want to, but I would love to be able to tell the story of the lady who took in all of these strangers who were sent to Clarence by GPS and taken into the warmth and safety of a home around Goodrich Road in Clarence in the teeth of a howling blizzard. And it really, it, it really, uh, to hearing the, her father tell that story, it was really delightful. And there are photographs, but 
I asked her dad, who called in, I said, is there any chance you might send us the photographs? Could you ask your daughter? And he said, my daughter would kill me. She doesn't want any any publicity, anything like that. Um, and and some people are are like that. They just uh, it just they don't feel comfortable being in, in the public eye. And Jay, he uh, I, I think Jay understands that uh, why so many people are fascinated by his story because number one he showed selfless courage. Number two, he did it twenty four separate times, putting his own life in danger. And uh, number three, it's just uh, the whole note aspect of what he did, leaving the school cleaner. And this is not a slam on the custodians. Don't take it like that. But leaving it as clean as if it had just been um, refurbished. And the MacGyver nature of what he was able to do. A lot of you have uh, sent me emails or posted on Facebook saying, this guy figured out how to roll up the metal screen into the cafeteria at Pine Ridge School so people could actually be fed, and then they didn't even uh, raid the freezer for the really good stuff. They just ate what they needed to survive. Um, there's a MacGyver element to the whole situation as well. Uh, there, there are a whole bunch of circumstances with Jay's story that make it particularly extraordinary, but if you know of anybody else who would like a little bit of recognition, deserves recognition, by all means, reach out to me. Um, Absolutely. Tom at WBEN.com. It was a very painful time for our area. When when you lose, well, between 40 and 50 people in the blizzard of 2022, that is a horrific event. And many of you, I'm sure, know Some of those who perished in the storm, many of you are still going through grief and sorrow and personal agony because of your deep loss. Um, And it is always the case, I think, in Western New York that the best elements of humanity manifest themselves when the best elements of humanity are most needed. But as I reiterated the other day, unfortunately, there were the looters, the lowest of the low. And so far, the Buffalo police have made several arrests, and I suspect several more arrests are going to be made. Um, That was a scar on the uh, entire situation. But when you think about everything this area has been through, Uh, over the course of less than one year. And it it seems, uh, again, forgive the repetition here, but it it seems trite compared to the story I just talked about to mention the Buffalo Bills and 13 seconds. But that was for a lot of people because there are people who bleed red, white, and blue and Buffalo Bills. That really got a lot of people down. Because you have to understand all of the things that happened before 13 seconds. Some of us were alive. We remember wide right. Music City Miracle. We remember the litany of unbelievably weird things that the franchise has had to deal with over the years. Not to mention the other three Super Bowls that uh, the Buffalo Bills 
really weren't uh, particularly competitive in uh, back in the early 1990s. But the 13 seconds thing, uh, that was one of those experiences where in Buffalo and Western New York, or if you're listening around the country and you're originally from Buffalo, you will never forget where you were when that happened. Just like if you were alive for wide right, you will never forget where you were when that happened. I was with uh, a friend in an apartment on Virgil Avenue in Buffalo. And we'll never forget those moments immediately after the missed field goal attempt uh, that uh, <laughs> you can still play it over and over in your mind if, if you saw that. And then, uh, obviously, on a much more serious and horrific note, what happened on May 14th, terror attack, the racist attack by an outsider on our people in Buffalo that left 10 people dead and others wounded. That was absolutely horrific. That is one of the worst things that many of us, including many veteran police officers, investigators, prosecutors, will never be able to get out of their minds. That was a tragedy and a crime beyond the comprehension of anybody with any sense of decency or humanity uh, at all. It was it was dreadful. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people um, involved personally and a lot of people who just followed that story as it unfolded who still to this day and always are going to be grievously affected by what they witnessed and grievously affected by the knowledge that evil like that still exists in the world. Um, that is, uh, that, that, that's something that is, uh, is just a, uh, it's just a giant spot of grief and mourning for so many of us. And then of course, at the end of the year, we had the blizzard of 22, which killed anywhere between 40 and 50 people. And on top of all of those things, this area also experienced the DeMar Hamlin situation. And we felt it most acutely because he's a Buffalo Bill. And obviously, we could not be happier that DeMar Hamlin is back in Buffalo and that he seems to be on the road to recovery. Would be awesome to see him playing football again if he is able to do it. I can't even imagine the noise the crowd is going to make when he goes out onto the field, and hopefully that day is going to happen. But right after the horrific blizzard, we saw a man die on a football field, and we saw him resuscitated. And as the information comes out more and more, we find out that the real reason the game was canceled was because of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills not wanting to play the game. They essentially told the NFL what was what. And I have tremendous respect for Sean McDermott as well as all of the people uh, in Cincinnati who understood the gravity of that moment. And that's something that you just don't move on from. And you will also never forget where you were for the DeMar Hamlin situation 
and you'll never forget the expressions on the faces of the Buffalo Bills in particular because that's where the cameras focused in primarily, but also of the Bengals and particularly the coverage on ESPN, which, as I have said on many occasions, you know, people in media, and I'm sometimes guilty of this too, people in media like to pick on other people in media because they always think they can do a better job. But the uh, ESPN people who are not news people, they're sports people, I think they did a, well, I think they did a remarkable job under situations that you simply could not forecast. You could not see coming. And they had to wing it. And the looks on the faces of the ESPN commentators, not just at the game, but also back in the studio, you just never forget that. Never, ever forget that. You knew how serious it was just by the body language and the hesitancy in speaking and the way they kept going to commercials to figure out what they were going to do and to make sure that people were able to be on the air to explain to us exactly what had happened to the best of their knowledge and belief. Um, ESPN just did a tremendous job with that story. Um, but again, you know, the, the point is this area, you know, we are a relatively small metro. We're not New York City, obviously. We're not Boston, Philadelphia, Chicago, and I could name 50-odd other cities. We aren't. But we're a very small metropolitan area. And for an area with our population of our size, to have all of those things happen within the span of one year was really a lot. And the only good, well, the, 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 the only good thing that comes from adversity, just to circle back, even though I don't really like that expression, just to circle back to the beginning of this, the only good thing is to see people coming together. And you like to think that for every evil person in the world, there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of good people in the world. You like to think that for every horrible action, there are thousands of actions about which we're never going to we're never going to hear. And it's the old saying in the media business, if a plane lands, then takes off again, lands again, and there's an unsuccessful flight, that isn't news. But God forbid there's a crash, obviously that becomes news um, because we expect a safe flight. We expect a safe journey. And when it doesn't go that way for people, obviously um, it is a traumatic situation that needs to be covered as being something uh, out of the ordinary and uh, of of public interest. It is uh, 26 minutes after two at News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, uh, we did something the other day, and I know you guys want to hear more about this and want to talk more about this, and I want to present you with that opportunity as we start off today's program. The and and David Bellavia, you might remember the other day, he joined us to talk about the electric grid. 
because David Bellavia, who does the uh, 10 to 2 show here on News Radio 930 WBEN, see, my one of my, I don't want to say hobbies, but areas of interest is true crime, in particular, investigative methods used to apprehend scumbags, how bad people are caught. That is an area of interest to me. I've spent uh, many years reading up on that. David Bellavia, he's obviously interested in that as well, but his special area of interest is our nation's electric grid. And David was nice enough to join us after doing his own show earlier this week to talk about the electric grid and to offer thoughts on why this push to be all electric is not going to work. We're not ready for it. Uh, India has a better electrical grid than we do in the United States, according to David. Consider that. Now, 228 at News Radio 930 WBEN. There's a lot to unpack, but your phone calls obviously are what drives the phone, uh, drives the phone, what drives the program. Uh, clearly, I can't speak, so you'll have to. 803-0930 will be the phone number, as it always is. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Good to be with you. I do appreciate your time. Now, uh, let's get to the nuts and bolts of what we're going to start off with today as far as your telephone calls are concerned. Something we talked about the other day. As you know, um, New York State basically is declaring war on natural gas appliances. And they want everything to be electric. And I'm going to try to keep things as simple as I can so I can understand them. And what I don't understand, and maybe somebody can explain this to me, we already have a situation where there isn't enough 
electricity, especially during peak demand times. I want you to think back to summer times in western New York and how many times have we heard on the news authorities are asking you to limit your use of air conditioning during peak demand times. Well, that doesn't exactly sound like we've got electricity coming out of our ears. We don't. We obviously don't have enough electricity right now. Those of you, and I brought up the blizzard before for a reason. Those of you who survived the blizzard because you had natural gas, I want to hear your story. Because many of you were able to cook hot meals. Many of you with gas fireplaces with a remote were able to keep yourself warm because you had natural gas. As you know, I have a natural gas fireplace from one of our sponsors. And even though I wasn't home, and even though we didn't lose power, it is, quite frankly, very comforting to know that had the electricity gone out, might not have had any hot meals, but I would have have had heat. And that natural gas fireplace... When I turn that on and I leave it on for a while, uh, it does a really good job of keeping the first floor of the home very warm. Now, that's not really its goal. I mean, you're not supposed to use it as a primary heating source. But in the event of an emergency, it certainly does that. It absolutely does. And I wonder how many of you listening to my show lost power but were able to enjoy hot meals And we're able to keep your family warm because of natural gas. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic about this, nor am I trying to be hyperbaric. That would be a scuba situation. Nobody wants to scuba dive right now. Not trying to be hyperbolic about it. But do you not believe that without natural gas as an option for you, that our death toll from the blizzard may very well have been over 1,000. Is there anybody who doubts that statement? When you consider the number of people who didn't die because they were walking in the blizzard, they didn't die because their cars were stranded in the blizzard, they died in their own homes. How can you not wonder how many more people would not have made it if they did not have natural gas? A very fair question to ask. And those of you who were without electricity, who were without heat, without any way to keep yourself warm, except blankets, jackets, pillows, and anything you could think of, you understand, or I think you should understand, how serious this whole push to all electric is going to be. And in typical New York State fashion, the way things are looking now, people at a certain income level are going to get free or very low costs electric heating units for their homes. People at a higher income level, well, you're going to pay full price. So you pay full price because you make money. And other people are going to get it free because they don't, which always raises the question, why work hard? <laughs> why why work hard? Why 
take part in a system when the system will basically say, well, you seem to have a little bit too much, so we're going to stick it to you. You don't have enough. We're going to give it to we're going to give it to you. I, and then they wonder, and again, don't want to make this a political show, but they wonder why people leave New York State, especially high income people. Rush Limbaugh was able to pocket tens of millions of dollars for himself and his wives, plural, by moving to Florida, which does not have a state income tax and has more reasonable uh, tax structures in place. By the way, they also have a budget surplus in the state of Florida. They don't have a budget deficit. They have a budget surplus in the state of Florida. Because New York State, all it does is spends, 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 spends. These uh, electrical heating systems for homes are very expensive compared to natural gas systems, compared to oil systems, uh, or any other system of which I have firsthand knowledge. Some of you heat with propane. Uh, In fact, if you go down to Springville, there's a big propane company. So obviously a lot of people south of the 219 or in the area of Springville and Ellicottville, you guys must heat with propane because that's more propane than you'd need for 18 grills in the summertime. So if we don't have enough electricity now, how in the world are we going to deal with a system where there is even an ever-increasing demand on the electric grid. And it's not just the appliance situation. It's also the vehicular situation. But they really want, by 2030, they really want to do away with cars that use gasoline. So if we all have to plug in our vehicles, how much more demand is that going to place on the electrical grid. Can you imagine in the summertime when you're trying to keep cool with your air conditioning, you're also plugging in to charge up your car, and oh yeah, you're entertaining and you need the electric stove to do its thing, as opposed to the natural gas. And you multiply you by millions of other people. As David Bellavia said the other day, and he is really an expert on the electrical grid, folks. It's it's one of his things. Uh, it, it's not going to work. It is not going to work any more than the windmills in Lake Erie would have worked. We went into that the other day. And the storm, the blizzard of 22, if that did not illustrate to everybody, everybody, the danger to your life, the danger to your family's life, by taking options off the table, I don't know what will. Because that was a real serious situation. The problem is, over time, people forget the acute cold and the acute hunger they experienced. And a year goes by, two years go by, people forget the shock. I point you to 9-11. 9-11 that day was an absolute nightmare. Here we are over 20 years later, 9-11 barely rings, it barely registers with most people any more than Pearl Harbor Day does. As time moves on, the pain becomes less acute and people just plain forget. Now, one of the other things I'd like to hear uh, today from you guys, uh, those of you with uh, electric vehicles, I want you to be really honest. How did you make out during the storm? 
I'm sure you saw the pictures on social media of the electric vehicles stranded by the side of the road. Well, in fairness, it wasn't just the electric vehicles. It was pretty much any vehicle without a high clearance. And even the big snowplows couldn't get out in that weather. But when you were driving, or when you maybe you had to drive during the blizzard of 22 in those temperatures, how badly was your battery life affected? Now, hybrid cars, to me, hybrid cars make a hell of a lot more sense than electric. I would consider a hybrid vehicle. Absolutely. I don't think what you want to do is put all of your eggs into one basket, whether it's electric, gas, propane, nuclear, like that's going to happen again. You, you never want to have all your eggs in one basket, and that is exactly where we are going. And as one of our local politicians said the other day, we are heading for disaster. This is going to be a man-made disaster. And it's, you know what? Keep politics out of it, because last I checked, whether you're conservative or far left, you get cold. Whether you're conservative or far left, you still have to get from point A to point B safely, even on days where it's minus 40. Still have to do it. Doesn't matter what your political view happens to be. We are all human. We all breathe the same air, and we all have the same basic needs. And this electric thing, my opinion, isn't going to work. I also want to hear from those of you who've gone solar at your home and whether it was worth it. Now, I was talking to, well, I'll tell you what, I, I could go on and on, but let me take your phone calls on WBEN. It's a lot better than listening to me drone. Let's go to Ron in uh, Buffalo. Ron, you are on WBEN. You've got a story about how natural gas saved your life. And the life of my mother-in-law. Yeah, hi, Tom. Um, so when the outage happened, uh, our power went off for three days, a little over three days. And uh, we have a, a gas stove, you know, so and our, we have an LG stove. So the LG stove actually has these, like, high BTU burners, and um, they were actually pretty helpful. The house, uh, it's a single-story home. It got up to about 60 and uh, it was pretty comfortable, if, you know, I mean, all things considered. Uh, my mother-in-law had a more traditional, you know, whirlpool stove and had smaller burners. And But what alarmed me was that, you know, 86 years old, she was, um, she woke up and when her landline was working. And when she called and said her house was 36 degrees and older folks, their, their body temperatures don't regulate as well. And um, so... I, I was very alarmed, and we couldn't get over there. And um, uh, without the without being able to light the stove with a grill lighter, and um, and, and turn the burners on, uh, I, I I fear that you know something horrible could have happened to my you know to my you know lovely mother-in-law who I who I, who I love. I mean, I well, just, it, I, Ron, I, if I might if I might just interrupt, um, just to illustrate how serious this situation is during the storm. We had on Dr. James Harreth, who is a great guy who's joined us on many occasions to explain medical stuff to us in a way we can all understand. And according to Dr. Harreth, if you are a senior citizen and you don't have a lot of fat or adipose tissue, as the doctors say, if your home gets to 58 
or 60 degrees. If you don't have proper nutrition and you don't have appropriate clothing, that is a life-threatening situation. 58 or 60 degrees. You're talking about temperatures considerably less. Her house was 37, and and um, she had multiple robes on and scarves and like a little babushka all wrapped up, and um, it was it was very unnerving. I, I was very concerned. You know, all of her children, you know, were concerned. Um, you know, my wife, her her daughter, uh, her sons and, and, and daughter. We but but nobody had ability to get to her. Um, I called in a couple of weeks ago about a, a snowmobiler who helped us to get to her, and great story about the guy. But but still, it il- illustrates that like the in the absence of this option of being able to just take a grill lighter or a bic lighter and just light your oven or light your stove, I should say. You know, the oven valve is different. The oven valve requires electricity to open, but the burners don't. They're just a, they're, they're just a mechanical valve. Um, you can light them with a big lighter, and you're, you know the, the burners are on. So we you know uh, we told her to put some pots of water on and, and just put some warm moist air into the air. She was a little concerned about just letting open burners run, so we told her to uh, just put some pots on if that made her feel better, and um, it 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 got her house to about. Her house is probably not as well inflated as ours, so it got her into maybe the 52-degree range. Right, still but, um, still dangerous, but better than in the 30s. And, you know, you if I might just interrupt, you mentioned uh, boiling water. Uh, one of the things a lot of people did during the storm who had natural gas were able to actually boil water. They would take, uh, you know, spaghetti pots or soup, big, big soup pots, and they'd fill them up with water. They'd right. get the water boiling, and they'd go into one of the smaller rooms of their home and kind of build a tent in order to stay warm. That was great advice that yeah. was called in uh, by some of our, some of our listeners during the uh, during the blizzard well what I, what I mentioned when I called uh, Dominic Cortese show on Saturday was that in the event that this all goes down at the federal or the state level it's not I, I know there's a meme floating around out there called the gas oven police or something and it was funny but but the enforcement won't come from the state the enforcement will come from insurance companies who will who will require you who won't insure you in the event that you have these sources of energy so th- th- that's where the enforcement will come in. Uh, they'll force compliance through insurance. No, well, there's also local and building inspectors, too. I mean, it, it, it's that too. In, in the case of new builds or additions or things like that. So in, in one or two sentences, give us the idea of where you are with this push like to basically outlaw natural gas. I know that might be a little melodramatic, but only a little. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't think that they can uh, basically turn off an entire industry and put thousands of people out of work at the, in the natural gas industry. But I do see it, uh, you know, as just a, another uh, control point for, uh, you know, for, for just regular everyday citizens. If you're if you're an older uh, 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 citizen uh, resident like my mother-in-law who owns her home outright, who, you know, uh, at that point, insurance might be optional. Um, it, not but it could be uh but if you're a, if you're a, a mortgagee you know you're uh you're required to have that insurance and if the insurance company is not going to want to cover you I, I that's where i see their the the, the, the big problem that's but, and they're also trying to do the same thing with guns they're also trying to do the same thing with firearms um it's i mean exactly. there are ways to achieve an agenda without actually 
uh, codifying them so it's at the state level. As you pointed out, you can uh, basically use insurance companies as your enforcement arm because you know we all know about insurance companies. They have no problem collecting those premiums. But boy, when it comes to dishing out the money when you need it, good luck. Uh, thank you, Ron. I appreciate the call. Thanks, uh, Natural gas. Uh, big fan of natural gas. When you think back to your, again, we're not doing blizzard stories per se, but I really think that if everybody was on electric during the blizzard of 22, our death toll would have been ridiculous and unnecessarily so. Remember when natural gas was energy efficient, clean burning? Now it's Satan, complete with the flames. Here's John in Lancaster, 8030930 on WBEN. Hello, sir. I agree with everything you're saying about, you know, logistics and how this would work and there'd be more, you know, casualties from not having, uh, you know, gas as an alternative. But the other side of it is taking all the fun out of everything if we get rid of all these so-called fossil fuels. I mean, are you never going to listen to the roar of engines at a speedway? Are, are you going to... You don't get to cook your steak on a grill. You're going to cook it with, what, the lamp that cooks the French fries? Is everybody going to gather around in the house of a, instead of a fireplace? They're going to look at the orange coiled wire of a heater <laughs> or what? maybe maybe watch a fireplace on TV. Like, I don't understand how all this stuff would work without, you know, fossil fuels. You're never going to hear a dirt bike or a snowmobile or tune an engine. It's, it's a whole, you know... That lifestyle is all ending, really? Is well, see, here's, here's John, here's, here's the problem. Um, and again, I, I, I try to keep politics out of this, but New York State is run by the whims and caprices of New York City, a major urban area. They don't understand the country. They don't understand the suburbs. All they know is New York City. They don't know what the smell of wood is. Right. Well, you know, if your electric car breaks down, what do, what do I exactly bring you? Because I can't bring you a gas can. <laughs> you know, what, what would you bring somebody, that one of your friends that broke down? Cause they're, well, not broke down, but their battery's dead. Nothing you can do. Everybody's stranded with this idea in every single way so far. And all your generators on your homes are natural gas right now, too. So apparently that industry is going to go under and have to start differently. But what's there is no alternative unless everything's a battery. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what you bring somebody. I think you just bring them a tow truck or a winch. <laughs> if they've got an electric car, I don't know. You're right. You can't just uh, basically well, you, can, you can change a tire, but you can't put a couple of gallons of gas in their car. Real quick, I talked to a guy on a farm. He was talking about the agriculture equipment. He said there's three crews. They run this these $200,000 machines that harvest um, three shifts. They never shut them off. And they said now with electric, um, they're going to have to have charging time and downtime, and you're not going to be able to harvest the crops like you were with uh, anything that's you know fossil fuel. I don't understand Sir, I, I don't understand why people who should be a lot more intelligent don't think things through. And I'm glad you brought up agriculture because I, I'd like to think we have a lot of farmers who listen to this program, even though they're working 18 hours a day. But yep. uh, do, do people not understand from where our food comes? Do, do they not understand everything that goes into putting together something as simple as a salad? There's no IQ test for politics. 
Well, uh, that's obvious uh, on both sides of the aisle. Um, thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, folks, uh, this is a topic I know you wanted me to do more of, so I am obliging your request. Where are we going with this all-electric situation? When our grid cannot handle it now, how in the world is it going to handle all of the additional demands that are going to be made on it? This makes no sense. This has disaster written all over it. So I said the other day, I feel like we're all in a canoe and we're in Niagara River and we've just gone past the deadline and we know that it's just a matter of time before we hit the rapids and very shortly thereafter, we will be going over the falls. This is an entirely preventable situation, but we're going to proceed anyway. Another nautical comparison. To me, this is like being in the crow's nest of the Titanic, seeing the iceberg 20 miles away and failing to steer a course away from collision. I don't get it. I don't understand it. 257 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bauer. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.